episode of the People Pleasers Anonymous podcast. I'm Lisa Blackham, your host, and I'm so excited to be in your earbuds today because today I want to talk about sleep. Yes. First though, a question. Are you sacrificing sleep? Is it something that you worry about, spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to get a better night's sleep? Well, today I'm going to share all of the tips that I have for a good night's sleep because it's time to say good night goodbye good night <laughs> play on Wednesday it's time to say goodbye to a sleepless night and find out what my secrets are to getting blissful night's sleep because truly I have spent the better part of the last 30 years struggling to get a decent night's sleep that is such a tongue twister right in the past my sleep habits were so messed up that I was lucky if I would would get a decent six hours of uninterrupted sleep. That chronic sleep deprivation was making my life a real chore. I would be irritable, unable to concentrate, very moody, prone to accidents and hurting myself. My mind was constantly fuzzy and I'd forget everything, literally everything if I hadn't written it down. Can you relate? Look, fast forward to now. And my sleep habits have improved so much that I no longer label myself an insomniac. Yes, I used to tell everybody that I was an insomniac. And whenever there was a conversation about stress or whatever, I would always come back to sleep and I would always say, yeah, I'm the world's worst sleeper. Tried everything. But now I am getting at least six to eight hours of sleep nearly every night and I'm waking up feeling recharged, refreshed and ready to take on the world. So do you want to know my secret? Mm-hmm. Well, let me share it with you. Before I do, I just want to explain why we need sleep and why we need a decent night's sleep. Just like food and water, sleep is an essential part of our health and well-being. While you sleep, your brain gets busy preparing for the next day, sorting out all your experiences and making new pathways for learning. So it's connecting all the dots and storing all those memories away. Plus, it's healing your body. Because deep, restful sleep is necessary for the body to release the hormones that are designed to repair those cells and build the tissues in the body and the brain. During sleep, your body is literally repairing itself and restoring itself on a cellular level. And without adequate or quality sleep, we're depriving our bodies of the opportunity to heal, rebuild, replace and restore, which is why we wake up feeling so crappy in the morning after a restless night of sleep. And it also develops, or you develop the the chances of you developing a major disease or a medical condition are also much higher if you don't get enough sleep. Obviously, because you're not giving your body time to rebuild and replace and restore. So a lack of sleep for one night can impair your reflexes and decision-making to the same extent as being over the alcohol limit. And a lack of sleep has the same effect as having alcohol in your system. Ah! but you didn't know that and chronic a chronic lack of sleep is also closely tied to your mental health because as the body struggles to cope with inadequate amounts of sleep 
it will impact your mood and state of mind. Poor sleep can make it much more difficult to cope with even relatively minor stresses and it can even impact on your ability to perceive the world accurately. Our brains literally go to mush when we don't have enough sleep. Look, studies have shown that people who are generally healthy can also <clears throat> excuse me, experience increased anxiety and distress levels following poor sleep which could lead to and exacerbate the mental health conditions like anxiety and depression. So now you know why sleep is important, what can you do about getting more of it or at least getting a better quality of sleep? I'm going to ask you another question. What is your afternoon or nighttime routine like? Do you drink coffee all day or all afternoon so that you can push through that fatigue? Do you finish your day off with a few wines to help you relax? Do you eat a big wholesome dinner late in the evening because you've hardly eaten all day? Or watch a bit of TV and do extra work in front of a screen? Maybe go to bed late with a big list of to-dos buzzing around in your head, worrying about what you didn't get done today or all the stuff you still got to do tomorrow? Yeah, I can see you're nodding because that was me too. I used to do all of those things. And that's when I realised that my nighttime routine was actually preventing me from getting a decent night's sleep. So I'm going to tell you what I did. I addressed those routines, that nighttime or afternoon nighttime routine. And I made some big changes because I knew that nothing was going to change if nothing was going to change. No amount of medication or sleep therapy was actually going to fix my sleep problems if I didn't address what was keeping me awake. So here's my secret ta-da, to a good night's sleep. Start. The very beginning thing for you to do is investigate your afternoon or evening habits because those habits are what have become routine and you will be able to uncover what it is that's preventing you from sleeping so you can then create a brand new nighttime routine. How does that sound? Simple, right? Of course it is. It's so simple, but not easy. Nothing worth doing is easy. Let me give you a little secret tip in there. But I can promise you, if you put the time and effort into changing your nighttime routine, you will reap the benefits of a better night's sleep more often. I want you to keep in mind a few habits and actions that might be interrupting your sleep. Things like caffeine, sugar and alcohol. These are all stimulants and they're designed to keep you awake. Uh-huh, I know. Even though you might have several glasses of wine and you feel like you're relaxed, when you go to sleep or go, try to go to sleep, your body is actually fired up trying to digest the alcohol and it kicks off this chain reaction which keeps you awake or at least disturbs your sleep. What are your stress levels like? Okay, your, And what's on your mind? If your mind is busy and you've got lots on going on upstairs in that grey matter, that is going to impact your sleep. What have you been eating, not only throughout the day, but specifically at the end of the day? What's your evening meal like? Um, consider uh, how much you are eating and what time you are eating it. All right, because if you have a big meal just before you go to bed, 
obviously your body is going to want to digest that meal instead of winding down and getting into relaxed sleep mode. Those blue lights from screens, they're a bit of a tricky um, thing. We like to watch TV before bed or get on our phones and do a bit of scrolling. Well, that blue light tricks your brain into thinking it's daytime and therefore you still need to be awake. So it messes with your circadian rhythm and upsets your natural ability to go to sleep. Um, how much time are you spending outside during the day? Because being outside, getting fresh air, getting in the sunshine, all of that, and not only that, if you're outside, you're probably moving your body as well. Um, that all helps promote those beautiful sleepy hormones like serotonin and melatonin. And if you're stuck inside all day and not moving your body, then you're not building up the hormones like serotonin and melatonin to help you sleep. And lastly, whether or not you've drunk enough water and moved, I just talked about moving, but dehydration and lack of movement can actually prevent you from sleeping soundly because you haven't expelled all that energy. Dehydration also um, help, uh, prevents you from really relaxing. Your body is in a bit of depleted mode, so it's not, not going to sleep well. Any of those things could be preventing you from enjoying a good night's sleep. So I want to share with you a few of the things that I did to help improve my sleep. Now, I also want to caveat this with the fact that I did not do this in one hit. These are things that I implemented over time. Because like with all habits, which I'll explain a bit more, habits take a long time to or take time to implement and to perfect, right? Even if it's a bad habit. So you've been practicing these not so helpful habits for a very long time. If you go ahead and try and change the whole lot in one hit, you are not going to be successful because your brain and your body is going to go, ah, oh, too hard. Let's go back to it all being easy. So I want to premise this by saying this will take time. Choose one thing at a time to work on. Perfect that before moving on to the next. So these are what I do. I no longer have caffeine at all during the day. I don't drink um, caffeinated drinks, coffee, hot drinks, coffee or tea or beverages like Coca-Cola or anything like that. No coffee. Um, I used to be, uh, as a school teacher, I would be having, you know, six to eight coffees a day plus um, fizzy drinks to keep me going. Oh, geez, that messed with my sleep. Um, you don't have to go caffeine free like I have. I am a freak, I know, but you could try having any caffeine that you're having before 12 p.m. So in the morning of your day instead of in the evening or the afternoon. So no caffeine after 12. Try eating a lighter meal that's earlier in the evening for your evening meal. Instead of, you know, after seven o'clock, have it before seven, preferably before seven. So, you know, anywhere between 5.30 to seven o'clock. The earlier you have it, it gives your body time to digest it before bed, Right especially if it's lighter, like soups or salads. You don't need a big meal at the end of the day. Honestly, our bodies cannot digest all the food that we eat. If we have a big meal, it gets stored away as uh, fatty deposits around our heart and our lungs and um, our organs instead of being used up. Because food is fuel. Now, of course, you're going to bed, so you're not actually using any, you're not using that fuel that you've put into your body, so you don't need it. 
Um, consider no sugary treats after dinner. Again, sugar is a stimulant. Your body is going to wake up with all that sugar in your body. Same with alcohol, limiting your alcohol consumption or at least having your last drink well before dinner. Um, again, it's a stimulant. It's going to wake you up. Those screens, let's try and turn those off after 7 p.m. or by 7 p.m. because that light is tricking your brain into thinking it needs to be awake and messing up your body's natural sleep pattern. Do other things, other activities, which is like start taking it slow and winding down. You know, jigsaw puzzles, read a book, have a conversation with the people in your family. Just do some gentle activities, quiet, getting, this is, a, this is the winding down part of the evening. So start to take it slow. Start by winding down a bit earlier, doing some relaxing, soothing, gentle activities like yoga or meditation. Go for a walk, evening walk, something like that. And journaling. Journaling is a great way to get everything out of your busy mind because once it's out of your head and on paper, you don't have to worry about it so much. Those, that is one of my favorite things to do, um, particularly with my overthinking brain, is getting it in, out on a journal, out of my head and onto paper. So this, I want to share with you now what my nighttime routine is like most of the time. Obviously, I'm human and stuff happens and I don't always do the routine this perfectly. But on the days where it's all in sync, this is how it rolls. I start my routine, my evening routine, the moment I knock off for the day. So I like to finish work, my work for the day if I'm having a big working day by 5 o'clock or 4.30 if I can. And that way I'm setting the intention that my work is done and I'm now getting ready for bed. Yes, I'm not going to bed just yet, but I'm getting ready for it. Then I eat a lighter meal as early as I can. I try and eat before six o'clock if I can. Um, I spend a little bit of time catching up with my hubby when he gets home with work. We don't always um, eat our meals together because he likes to eat his meal just before going to bed on a full belly. I don't. I like to have mine earlier, lighter, so it has time to digest. Um, no screens after seven o'clock. I try to get off of medium. I don't watch a lot of TV. I'd rather write in my journal, read a book, do a bit of um, yoga, uh, meditation, jigsaw puzzles, uh, coloring in, all sorts of those sorts of activities are what I spend my evenings doing. Um, and then I get my journal out and write in my journal. And I'm off to bed, trying to get into bed before nine o'clock so that I'm asleep by 10. So there you have it. That is my secret to getting the best night or my secrets to getting the best night's sleep. And that is to start with a routine that will help you set you up to sleep. So I'm curious as always, what is your bedtime routine looking like? What does it look like now? What could you do to give it a makeover? Does it need a makeover? Are you getting the night's sleep that you need? And maybe maybe if you aren't, then you might need to have a little look at that bedtime routine. And then you can start to ask yourself, what steps are you going to take for a better night's sleep? Remember, I said try one of those ideas at a time. Don't try and overhaul your nighttime routine in one hit. Choose one thing. 
Because my biggest tip here for you when you want to change something that you've always been doing is to keep it simple. Give it the kiss. Keep it simple, sweetie. So just change one thing at a time and be patient. Like I said, it's taken you a long time to create these unhelpful habits that prevent you from sleeping. So it's going to take a little while to rewire your brain for these new habits. So be kind and compassionate with yourself. If you forget to do something one night, it's not the end of the world. Just get back on that horse and start again tomorrow. And like anything that's worth doing, it's going to take time. You won't see results overnight, but it will happen. Trust me. Remember, I've been there. I've been able to completely change from an insomniac to someone who sleeps very well. So starting tonight, make a list of all the things you currently do that prevent you from getting a good night's sleep. and Make a commitment to change just one habit. Once you've nailed that one habit, then introduce another. At least I like to say at least seven days. I mean, it takes 21 to, I don't know, 93 days or something to change a habit. So if you're doing something consistently for a period of time, then start to introduce a new one and continue that again. So you've built that first habit. That's solid. That's working well. Introduce another one. Just work on that for a, a week or so. Once that's solid, add another and then another. And before you know it, you'll be sleeping like a baby again. Remember, it takes practice, so keep at it. And my most biggest wish and hope for you is that you will be enjoying a blissful night's sleep sooner rather than later. And that's it. That's my secrets to getting a good night's sleep. But before I go... There are, are there any other aspects of your life that you're struggling with right now that you know you need to change, but you just don't know how, or that you've tried to change many times, but you just keep reverting back to that same way of doing things all the time? Well, let me tell you, you can change. You can stop repeating those same habits that are preventing you from living the life of your dreams. One thing that really helped me when I was struggling to make those changes that I wanted to make was having a mentor, someone as my guide who'd been through what I was going through and who'd made it out the other side, someone who could help me move forward. And I can be that person for you. My coaching programs are individually, personally designed to help you create the change you want. With my personalized support, it will help you to move forward and you can live that life that you deserve. You don't need to stay stuck any longer, missing out on doing the things that you love and from having what you want. So if you would like my help or to find out how I can support you, let's catch up and I'll share with you how I can be of service because it's my passion to help women like you to overcome those things that are getting in their way and so you can start unleashing yourself and unleashing your true potential so you can be yourself more of yourself. The women that I work with right now are making transformations that they never thought were possible. With just that little bit of guidance and support from someone who's been where they are, I'm helping them to get clear on what they really want, uncover those unhelpful habits that are stopping them and find ways to help them build better ways of being. You already know what you want and how to get it, but you've just forgotten. My magic tool or magic my magic is that I can help you remember that so that you can see that the answers that you seek are already inside of you. And I'll help you get them out, 
Get them moving. Bring them to life. So send me a message and we will get you started on your journey to a brighter, shinier version of you. The real you. The you that's true because it's time for you to shine. If you're ready, let me know. Send me a message. Come over onto my socials at Lisa Blackham Coaching on Facebook and Instagram and reach out and we will have a chat. And um, yeah, get you back on track. All right, gorgeous. Thank you for being a part of my day. I have enjoyed being a part of yours. If there, if anything has resonated with you today, please reach out and let's have a conversation because I can't wait to help you get back on track to living your best life. All right, beautiful. Take care for now. I'll leave the links to my socials in the show notes for you and uh, we will be in touch soon. All right, beautiful. Take care. Bye for now. Thank <laughs> you.